What's up, everybody? I'm uh, Sam Grant Felson. I'm Avi Klein. And you're listening to Hey Man, the advice podcast for men. I'm a novelist. Avi is a therapist. And each week we are here to answer your questions. Hey, Sam. Hey, how you doing? I'm pretty good. Should we get to our first question? Sure. Okay. Or really our only question. (laughs) We only have time for one question. Hey, man. My girlfriend and I have been dating off and on for three years. We broke up briefly after about six months, but got back together a few months later. And I've been together ever since. We just moved in together. The problem is, I think my girlfriend is very possessive, or we have different ideas about how much time to spend together. And it often leads to conflict. I have hobbies that I like to do on my own, and I also have a great group of friends who I used to live with before I moved in with my girlfriend. We often get together at least once a week to hang out, watch a game, drink beer. My girlfriend really hates it when I hang out with my friends. When I get home, she's mad at me. She says I'm choosing them over her, that we don't spend enough time together. On the one hand, I can see her side somewhat. I see these guys a lot. Some of them are in a softball league with me. We see each other for that, and then we often hang out all day on a Saturday or Sunday if there are games on to watch. But I also see my girlfriend a lot. I thought moving in together would help things, but it hasn't at all. I see her every other night. How can she possibly say we're not spending enough time together? I should add, this is also why we broke up in the beginning of our relationship. So it has been a problem practically since the beginning. Honestly, it just seems like she's jealous and I'm not sure what to do about that. Please help. Signed, Torn in Fort Greene. Well, pretty obviously... Uh, he needs to keep drinking beer with his bros <laughs> or he's a soy boy. <laughs> just kidding. That's, That's a break up with her and just <laughs> hang out with your friends. We're not that kind of podcast. Yeah. We're not going to tell you to keep drinking your beers and uh, do some push-ups and ignore your uh, partner. Um, but it's funny. It's funny because, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll go into this in a second. Yeah. Um, uh, we, could, we could talk more generally at first. But this uh, this question hits pretty close to home. Does it? <laughs> uh, I mean, I imagine it hits fairly close. I to I feel home like this might be like the most cliche yeah. question that we're gonna encounter. Not to not to be mean to poor torn and fort. Not at all. Not you're at all. Not but this is like, in fact, you have, you're in good company. Yes, you're not alone. Uh, you're not alone, and. Um, uh, what is that? I mean, maybe we could just talk about that for a second. Um, why? Like, is this th- this like is like an thing? almost universal thing. You know what's funny, though? I do think it's a pretty universal thing, especially for younger dudes. Yeah. At least the ones I know. Mm-hmm. But like now that I'm married, I'm, I'm 37. I'm going to yeah. be 38 uh, like next week, actually. Oh, and, wow. Uh, and, but, but, um, now, if anything, like it's probably reversed a little. Where I'm like, give my wife a hard time. It's like you always hang out with your friends, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, but we're all know. just slowly moving into the age of male loneliness that everyone is writing about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think I think what's tricky about this kind of thing is that um, you don't want to fall into the men are from Mars, women are from Venus trap of like generalizing about like, uh, oh yeah, like. This is just the classic thing where like dudes want to like hang out and like watch sports and yeah. drink beer and, and like have a carefree time with their friends and and um, their girlfriends or their wives or their partners like, um, you know, want to have these super close intimate relationships where they're nagging them to open up about their feelings mm-hmm. and, 
you know, that's just so exhausting and it's just more front fun and carefree yeah. to go drink and watch the game with your friends, male friends, who are almost certainly not going to ask you about how you're feeling. Yeah. They might be like, uh, how you doing? And then yeah. you could be like, I'm good. Yeah. And but they're it. not going to be like, um, you seem really sad today. What's with that? The yeah. way my like, wife. You would. remember the other night when you said <laughs> it like this, like what was going on? Yeah. yeah. So I think, but so anyway, without, without like generalizing that, um, all, all, uh, men and women and, you know, heterosexual partnerships are like this. A lot of the, a lot of the men I know have, uh, annoyed their, wives or girlfriends by for this exact reason yeah which is um either like playing too many sports with their friends mm -hmm. or like watching too many and and it's it's a funny thing particularly with sports because it'd be one thing if i was like i really need to go to the edith wharton book club with my male <laughs> friend or the downton abbey watch party but there's something I think particularly infuriating me well, like, then i gotta go like, watch I the come? michigan game with my bro yeah you know? that's true well that that's that is a true. piece of this, I think. That is true. If it was a downtown Abbey watch party, she she might ask, "Can I come?" And I do know. I mean, <clears throat> just as to back up what you were saying, uh, many of the young uh, men that I see tell me about their girlfriends giving them a hard time about this, and many of the young women that I see um, are kind of despondent over not seeing their boyfriends enough. Yeah. Um, so it is. It is a pretty constant thing, but every now and then I do meet uh, couples where like they both like to watch football together. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like no <laughs> problems. So yeah. So you know what's funny? Just um, I had uh, I have a, f a good friend who um, is obsessed with college football. Yeah. And um, and his wife is a really cool person, um, but there was this like totally apocryphal story about how like they met at a bar uh -huh. and like realized that they had this amazing thing in common which is that like she also loved to drink beer and watch football uh -huh. and everyone was like holy shit man you found your dream <laughs> you, you know like your dream girl this is like uh your soulmate yeah. whatever like that's so incredible and then like i actually met her and i was like that's so cool you you love football and beer and she's like Actually, I like to drink Pinot Noir and read novels. I don't know where the hell that came from. <laughs> <laughs> Was she just like, being a good sport and hanging out with him? I guess. I mean, and the funny thing is, yeah, she's she is definitely, um, you know, has a kind of uh, one of the guys kind of sense of humor kind yeah. of style in certain ways. And maybe that's where like this apocryphal story originated from that she like loved football. Like, yeah. She doesn't like. But anyway, the the I think I think the. Um, I will no longer generalize and I will just talk about my specific mm -hmm, situation. Mm -hmm. I, my wife who I have been with um, on and off, and I'll talk about the off part for a second, mm -hmm. um, in a second rather, because um, it's very relevant to this question, for since um, 2003, wow. when the, Iraq war was being launched. Yeah. <laughs> so a long time. Um, uh, she's always been... Why do you date it to the Iraq war? Yeah, I, just remember, I just remember that it was that we were in college and like that was happening Got at it. the time. Yeah. And I just remember like that being in the air at the time. Um, uh, and um, uh, But <clears throat> she 
Um, or actually, the Iraq War was like 2000. Anyway, it was around the, t- the early... It was like, wow, George Bush was in his first term. That's yeah, what right. I remember. Right. Um, and um, Getting excited about John Kerry. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and, and so um, she's always been somebody who is in, intensely interested in other people's feelings mm-hmm. and really wants to draw people out and, ta- and ask them how they're feeling and um, why they're feeling that way and how early experiences in their lives might have contributed. To she the- just wants to be in therapy all she, the time. She basically is an armchair therapist. Yeah. And she's she's not actually a professional therapist, but like she probably would be pretty good at it I if, think so. if she if yeah. she wanted to go into that training. <clears throat> but she does it's it's not hard for her. It's fun for her. It's it's like it's she's not, really interested. She's really interested in it. I think sometimes it can feel a little over the top where I like and I give her a hard time and I'm like, this is like a sport for you. This is like to 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 like you're so into this that you get like you get like excited you do like mental backflips when like someone like opens up about their feelings and you know i'm teasing her but um but anyway she's always been like that obviously that's part of what drew me to her um i felt very frustrated in college that that a lot of the uh there was a lot of posturing going on 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 my campus like didn't feel that different from high school in terms of people trying to be cool all the time Mm -hmm. And just people seeming kind of um, surface level and and phony a lot of the time. And Sasha, my wife, uh, just struck me as incredibly real right away. Yeah. And so I was like, I was like, wow, th- you know, this is uh, uh, somebody that, um, like, I haven't met someone like this before, and I'm and I'm really into it. And you know, so I fell for her pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, and it really was one of these things where like, I envision uh, i i hate this kind of uh romantic uh uh gobbledygook of like thinking that you can fall in love with someone on the love at first sight it wasn't that but it was like pretty much after like one date i already really knew that she would be a great life partner for Mm -hmm. me it really was that uh and i told i mean i told my best friend at the time i was like i think i'll probably end up marrying this person and um and uh, but and 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 a big part of it was that I just felt like she was such an honest person mm-hmm. and such a caring person and such a smart person who really like would be a great life partner because she she would get me to um, engage with her uh, about the most important stuff. And bring out you your know, best. Bring yeah, and 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 talking about feelings doesn't come supernaturally to me along with the other 50% of my side of the population. <laughs> um, and uh, so, you know, so I thought, like, this is someone who's going to challenge me, you know, for my whole life and, yeah. like, not let me, uh, uh, you know, settle for kind of bullshit or evasion. And, like, you know, but <clears throat> I will say, like, fairly quickly it got exhausting for me uh-huh. um, to be in a relationship with somebody who was that uh emotionally demanding and who and who wanted that kind of intimacy all the time yeah and you know i felt like i I knew i wanted it it's like i know i want to eat spinach because it's like healthy for me but i don't always like have the like 
motivation to be eating healthy. Like sometimes I just want to give myself a break. Like I know yeah. it's better to talk about my, I know if I've had a really rough day, you know, and like something bad happened to me or I felt emasculated for whatever reason, like I know it would be better for me to talk to her about it. But like maybe if you're feeling emasculated, you might want to eat a burger. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or drink many beers yeah. or smoke many blunts, right? <laughs> and, and, uh, and not talk about it. Yeah. And, and so I did that. I yeah. would do that. And then like, so we, we are a couple of years um, uh, apart in age. Mm -hmm. So I graduated from college earlier than her. And um, I moved to New York City without a plan, which, you know, looking back on it, um, I'm both like kind of proud of myself for like not being like super uptight about like I need to have a plan. I just like moved, found a really cheap apartment, mm -hmm. 400 bucks a month. Wow. I was sleeping basically in a in a hallway. Yeah. Um, but still, it was sweet. It was 400 bucks a month. And uh, and like found random job being a waiter, this and that, like doing some tutoring, you know, just like getting by in New York City. Yeah. And I was and 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 um and my best friend lived uh not that far away from my apartment. Uh and I loved I loved hanging out with this guy um mm -hmm. because I just always had fun with him, right? Like I never felt pressured by him ever. Like I always felt like he just accepted me for who I was. Whether I was like in a good mood or a bad mood, like he didn't care, and I could just like be be relaxed around him. Mm -hmm. And normally we did what like a lot of dudes do is like either like drank beers, smoked weed together, or did both, and then watched sports. We yeah. would actually like I remember specifically also like thinking about the Bush stuff. Like it was during that period where Bush was running against Kerry. Mm -hmm. We would have like a routine of like always watching the Daily Show, mm -hmm. and like so we kind we watched it stone <laughs> usually. Like always watching the Daily Show, like getting our fill of what was happening in politics through the Daily Show, and then like watching some NBA. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and actually, no, it wouldn't have been NBA. It was probably baseball at that time because mm -hmm. it was like the summer. Mm -hmm. Anyway, whatever. We yeah. were watching sports, uh, uh, you know, and um, and and also like eating really unhealthy food, which was fun. Um, I want to hear about when she who dumped so, who. So the point of the point of me going into all yeah. this is. Um, I started just going over and hanging out at his house every single night, uh -huh. and um, and I didn't have to wake up early for a job, so I would even like literally just like crash on his couch mm -hmm. in my clothes <laughs> without a blanket and then, like wake up. It was like such a like stoner kind of thing to do, but I was having a fun time and yeah. like you know, but of course like um, uh, you know a normal appropriate long distance relationship involves calling the other person. Oh right. Yeah. And uh, you know, not just like checking in but calling them and having like a real conversation. Yeah. And um, you know, so many of these nights it would be like either I would just be stoned and like forget to call. Or call her stoned. Or call or she would call and I'd be like, uh, I'm kinda right now. Uh. And then like can we talk later and then not calling back. Or like text and be like, can we just talk tomorrow? Like I'm kind of tired, whatever. And understandably, and look, I'm speaking openly about this. I was a dick, obviously. <laughs> I was 20. Well, it just sounds like 22. really. Uh, my impression of it is sort of unfocused and unattentive. Like not, we're like we're was. 
did it occur to you that you were fucking up by doing this or you were just not thinking about it? I think I was not thinking about it, but I, but I also think, look, looking back on this, I mean, I haven't spent a lot of time like analyzing this period in my life, but you know, obviously I was going through a big transition of having yeah. graduated from college. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. Yeah. I moved to, you know, a pretty stressful city with no plan. Yeah. I had also come out of a really competitive college environment where everyone was super competitive in type A and was kind of burned out from that. And like, like there was a reason you probably wanted to like get high with a friend. Yeah. 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 And um and I didn't, you know, and and actually and on top of all of that shit, uh I had a little bit of uh I mean I wouldn't call it a, a breakdown, but I had uh the closest thing I've ever had to a breakdown at the very end of college, probably oh, really? because, you know, largely because I had no idea what the hell I was going to do yeah. with my life, where I got, like, really depressed for a couple weeks and, like, to the point where I, like, could barely get out of bed. And I got out of it. I got some help and I got out of it. Mm -hmm. um, but I was still, like, you know, I was obviously, like, pretty disturbed like, by that. Out. And, yeah. like, was like, where? what was that about? And, like, didn't really want to... <clears throat> you know, I, I was clearly self-medicating on some level by smoking a lot of weed. Yeah. And... Uh, but anyway, the point is that, like, surprise, surprise, she dumped me uh, in that period. <laughs> and, um, and um, you know, a couple of years later, I uh, uh, cleaned up my act sufficiently and through a lot of wooing yeah. was able to uh, get back together with her and we're now, now married. But, like, you know, running throughout our marriage, like, it definitely has been... Um, uh, I mean, it's less and less of a of a kind of. Now I'm literally just too busy with with kids to be hanging out with my bros very but often. But it's always yeah. it's always been in the, uh, you know, a, an equation of like, She's do like you spend checking, checking what you're doing, sort of, or like, yeah, it's like, like sensitive to you, and just like, well, I don't want to say that she's she's actually become more generous about like wanting me to hang out with my friends, uh, male friends. I mean, in part because I've expressed that, like, fatherhood. I, have, you know, I have two kids. Isolating. One who's four months. One who's two and a half. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, basically uh, not a full-time stay-at-home dad, but about a half-time stay-at-home dad. So I do a lot of childcare, and I don't really see uh, friends that much anymore because I wake up super early to take care of them. I don't want to be drinking because I have to wake up super early. Yeah. I also get woken up in the middle of the night by the kids. So I'm isolated now. Now she's like encouraging me mm -hmm. to, you know, uh, to, to spend more time with, with male friends. But definitely like it has been a pattern in, in the course of our relationship, uh, for whatever, 16 years that, um, that, like I have, you know, maybe, I don't know. It's a tricky thing to, to say, like, have I overstepped my bounds by like do, spending too much time with my male friends? Um, or is she, is she being oversensitive about, right. but she gets, she gets, let's put it this way. She gets, um, she wants to spend more time with me. Like connecting. Connecting. Emotionally. Emotionally. Yeah. And I think just more time, like I think, I think in her ideal, she loves to hang out with her friends too, but mm -hmm. like in her ideal world, we would be doing like a ton of stuff together. Mm -hmm. And I like to do stuff on my own and do stuff with friends. And that's, that has been a, 
uh, a, a t- you know just a tension point in our in our relationship. But I but I wonder. I guess what I'm trying to work out here is yeah. like I wonder if uh, you know a a part of why I do want to hang out with my male friends more than I want to hang out with her sometimes, maybe too much of the time, uh, is because I get the relief of mm-hmm. not having to like have like deep intimacy. And like we joke about this a lot, me and yeah, you. Yeah. <clears throat> like with my male friends, I can actually look at a TV while talking to my male friend with it. Like we don't even have to look at each other. Yeah. We can yeah. look at a TV. Yeah. Watching basketball players the whole time, and that's relieving to me on some level because, like, it's just, it's exhausting to be emotional. Yeah, well, I was I guess I was thinking about it, and I was like, the way you put it, which I get, is like, it's like good and too much at the same time. Like, there's just too much of one thing, and there's something really good about. I don't know. Does it have to be so? Like, there is a way, like hanging out with with friends and watching a game where like, you're not talking about your feelings, but like you are feeling like you feel really connected to people without having to like say, I feel so connected to you right Right. now. (laughs) This is really great. You know, like, yeah, I mean, you're, especially when you're rooting for like a team together, it's a, I don't know. That's like a nice, like, I guess I'm connection. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. Like it's maybe instead of it being like a choice, like one or the other, it's just, it's like an alternative. It's not like one necessarily has. I mean, I think for a lot of people, it is about avoiding your like you know real honest emotions. But it's it's also there's like good stuff. There's a feeling of closeness that comes out of it. Yeah, and actually, that is something that I've been talking to my wife about, which is just that like sometimes you can be close to someone just by like sitting with them and watching TV with them. Yeah. Like, you know, or even like sitting and playing a video game with someone. Like these things that seem really stupid and like a waste of time. Like yeah. they are. And, and you know, I want to be clear. Like I don't, I, it would be unhealthy if like that's all you ever do is like, and, and by the way, like obviously I'm sure I'm not alone. Many, uh, many of us have friends who uh, complain about the fact that like their whole marriage is just watching Netflix together. Right, right, right. And like they don't even talk anymore, you yeah. know, and um. Uh, I mean that's not my marriage, but 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 that is something that happens to a lot yeah. of people. And yeah. I've had periods in my marriage where like we just watch a lot of Netflix right, every night. But um, but you know, but I do think that like that can be in doses, like actually a totally like legitimate way of just being. But you're also. I feel like like my ideal like uh, I'm gonna gender it. I guess like male friendship, like those activities. It's not just watching something. There's a sense of participation like either you're doing something like with video games you're like either you're playing against each other or you're trying to like beat something together yeah or like when you're watching like it's it's not watching a movie together it's watching sports and like again either like you both want the same team to win and it's almost like they're playing through like you're experiencing it through the team yeah or you're on opposite sides and like fucking with each other because like you're sort of beating each other through and like there's there's more happening than just watching you're you're engaging with each other it's true you know yeah i mean another thing that makes me think of is just like um i think with my male friends like 
there's more of a dynamic where it's like we're a team mm -hmm. where we're like, you know, um, I mean, I don't, I'm, I live in Brooklyn, so I'm not like an outdoorsman, but I'm thinking like going on a fishing trip with your buddy or like going hunting yeah. or, or playing basketball, you know, pick up basketball, whatever it is. Yeah. But there's an idea that like you are doing something, um, uh, in like parallel, like you're playing like a game together. You're doing something where like you're in an effort, in mm -hmm. a mutual effort together, which Can is I different add, from yeah. like, from like, you know, what, what I do with my wife, yeah. which is usually like, you know, like almost more in like interview mode where we're and not interview mode, but like, but more of like asking like a, a question and like getting a response yeah. versus like, like, and, and, and maybe like a, a clearer, like uh, symbolic way of thinking about this is like, if we're looking at each other in the eye, yeah. um, we're looking we're looking at each other mm -hmm. versus like with my male friends, I feel like we're looking at in thing. the same direction at yeah. a thing. But, but and that makes me feel, yeah, it. that there, and that's what camaraderie is on some level. Like you're, you're, you're like, you're, you're, you're focused on the same yeah. thing. Whereas I feel like sometimes in a relationship, what's hard is that like you're, it's so much about like how is the other person letting you down? How is the <laughs> how is the how how could the other person improve? Yeah. Like it's so much about like what's I'm not missing. what's missing and what I need and what you're not giving me. And and I feel like in male friendships, it's like That's I mean, actually, sometimes I've I've had that with my male friends when I've like abused a friendship by like not being a good enough friend. Mm -hmm. But it's so rare, and when it happens, it's like so uncomfortable. When a male friend is like, "Dude, you haven't been a very good friend to me." I, I actually yeah. was about to say like, that's actually something that I feel like I could be better about with my friends, with my male friends, or like I wouldn't even know. It seems so that so rarely happens that it's it's almost taboo. Like. Yeah. To like bring up like, hey, I need I need more of like our friendship or you need to. Yeah, it's to it's more. totally taboo. It's totally taboo. I was going to say like, so I live upstate now. Yeah. And um, upstate New York, upstate New York. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I just built a uh, a chicken coop or not a chicken coop but like the outside, like the run for the chickens. OK. And I did it pretty much by myself. Kate helped me a little bit. That's mm -hmm. my wife. And I was like longing for a friend yeah. to do that would be like the perfect thing to have a friend like work on with me yeah. and do it together um totally like it's watching now a lot of times i do watch basketball alone it's yeah. not nearly as fun it's no. actually i barely you know what i do when i watch basketball alone you text i just i just text or yeah. I, I click like i watch it on my computer and i'll just click over like i'll get like distracted and like click over and read an article yeah and click that's back. exactly what i do that's how i watch basketball <laughs> yeah, now it's so yeah. lame yeah it's so it's like yeah. it doesn't hold my attention yeah which is weird because i i do love basketball but it's like you'd think you could just watch it and be content but it's not it's if you're not with friends and yeah i mean i i think i texted you last night when i was watching the celtics game because yeah. um it just occurred to me yeah, yeah. it's interesting like I'm starting to like think like, you know, maybe part of what this is about is like, for so many of us, we associate being with our friends with fun and being with our partners as work. I mean, partners, being with your partner obviously can be fun, but like, yeah. that's not really the primary thing that it's about. Yeah. Or like being with your partner as like a time, kind of like, um, 
like a self-improvement area where like you have to be better because like to be in a relationship in a in a serious committed relationship a, a love relationship like you have to be on good behavior because like otherwise you're fucking the other person whereas with your friends it's like you don't really have to be like you just like don't have to be that good like good of a version of yourself because there's just much lower stakes well i think what you're getting at like the flip side of it is like that does not seem like a very that would be like an unsatisfying relationship if it felt like work yes and you didn't like snag your partner by like being like a dutiful worker you probably snagged your partner by being fun right and like enjoying each other yes Um, but i do think that that like to be real, yeah. that fun stage yes. uh, is a stage for a lot of people. Like yeah. I, I know almost nobody who like would describe their marriage like you know ten years on as super fun. But like if you guys <laughs> were in an Edith Wharton book club, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Um, I guess, that, and that kind of brings me to this person who we've completely neglected so far. Yeah, yeah. But um, I because I think you yeah, actually you're kind of onto something about like if there was more fun or if there was something like if more if there were other things happening in the relationship besides like being like doing work yeah uh would would both partners feel more emotionally fulfilled yeah or would they feel closer yeah i think that is what i'm getting at because yeah. and and you know and and actually look i think i think when you are in a relationship for a long time uh like you have to work at having fun. Like it's not as much of like, here's an like like every time we see each other, we like do high fives and do like a super fun activity, mm-hmm. just naturally. Like right. you actually have to like, because you've you've already first of all when you're with someone for a super long time, and the other thing that's different about a relationship than a friendship is like you sleep in the same bed as the person, you wake up next to them every yeah. morning, you like brush your teeth next to them, you're doing so much more time with your partner yeah. than with your friend. That like it becomes so much so routinized and so much like it's it, really easy to lose sight. Like that's not quality time. Yeah, that's your life. That's yeah. just like your whole your whole life is like you know not your whole life, but a, a huge part of your life is being next to another person, and and it's not. Um, so so I think like like to to make it fun. Yeah, requires a little bit of work sometimes. I mean, often for me for me and Sasha, like it's it's literally like. I mean, we're so tired from having kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're always like, should we go on like a date or whatever? And like, usually we're like, ah, eh, too tired. Or like, I'm like, ah, eh, do I really want to spend like a hundred bucks or whatever <laughs> just to like go get some pizza, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, but whenever we do actually go on a date, yeah. we're like, that was super fun. I yeah, can't yeah. believe we don't do this yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and, and, and I think with friends, it's like, it's always a date, right? Because yeah. like, it is kind of, oh, unless they're your roommate, in which case it's closer to being in a relationship. Like it kind of always feels like a But date. let me ask you this because yeah. this is something I've definitely noticed in my life, my friend's life, and in the like couples that I work with. Yeah. It's like, first of all, it does not seem to occur to guys in particular that like they'll be like, but we do spend so much time together and they don't recognize um, that that is not fun stuff, right? That like... <laughs> brushing your teeth next yeah, to your like, next like to your partner it's is not, not about, like, like just because you're clocking in right, right. it doesn't that's not what someone is after yeah and why is it so much easier to think about fun stuff with your guy friends like 
I know what I want to do. Like like that. I've never heard guys be like, "What should we do together?" It's like quite easy. Yeah. Thing that, but like when it comes to a date, it's like that doesn't seem fun. And like, what would it be? There's just like a block there. Yeah. That I'm. I don't. I wonder why that is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if. Um, I mean, it's funny. I was like joking uh, about an Edith Wharton book club. Yeah. I love Edith Wharton. Like <laughs> that would actually be fun for me. Yeah. You know, but it would, but it would be. I think what's tricky though is like watching sports is the easiest possible thing. Like yeah. the easiest things for me are to like watch sports and comedy, and like there are not a I, lot of guy book clubs as an aside because I think it is sort of similar to talking about your feelings. Yeah, look, I'm I'm a novelist. Yeah. Um, and like, I've seen like numbers of like I think women are something like two thirds of the readership, uh-huh. the people who buy books. Yeah. Like, and the women and the people who have reviewed my book online, almost all of them are women. Yeah. Um, so so women just do read more than men for sure. And um, should start an Edith Wharton. Book <laughs> <laughs> the Edith spin Wharton's, off of this. She's amazing. You know who lo- Tanahasi Coates loves Edith Wharton. He's Does the he? woman inspired me to start reading wow. Edith Wharton. Yeah. But um. But anyway, I think um. I think like, but Edith Wharton book club would be more work then it would it, mm-hmm. it seems it, it again it's like um it's like something that is fun could be fun but also will will require emotional and intellectual energy what whereas like, like the, the ideal activity by? with your bros is to like do something like requires no emotional uh energy like watching like a like honestly one of the things i like to do with my male friends is like watch like a kung fu movie just because uh-huh. it's like fun to watch some guy like beat up somebody <laughs> like with acrobatic <laughs> kicks or whatever uh-huh. or you know watch like a du- like a dumb uh like stoner comedy i yeah. love watching like i could watch harold and kumar go to white castle i've watched it probably 50 times really? i could watch I've never it. Seen I could, oh it's great i could watch it 50 more times sasha to her credit does like that movie uh-huh. but like we have we have the same fight every single time we uh. turn on Netflix. She's like, "Can we please watch Phantom Thread?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't want to watch a movie about like an 18th century fashion designer. I don't even know what it actually is about. I think it's, it's about a tailor good. or something. Yeah. I'm sure it's really yeah. good, and I'm sure that I would actually like it." Um, and she always gets annoyed at me because I always want to watch like some dumb comedy, and uh, you know, she wants me. She she wants to watch a more emotionally enriching, satisfying movie. Kate and I watch Wayne's World several times a year. Nice, I but, love Wayne's yeah. World too. That's another that's another perfect like top movie, movie to watch movie. with. Yeah, but but I think um, I don't know. I think I think again without generalizing about all all women. But look, I think I can generalize enough to say like uh, maybe. Ten percent of my male friends were like hugely into Downton Abbey, mm-hmm. and like eighty percent of my female female <laughs> yeah. friends were hugely Jeez, into Downton Abbey. Yeah, she's. It really. This is. This is. We've got a stereotypical question, and <laughs> I feel like we're coming up with some real stereotypical answers too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, which ways. is a bummer. i like. I, I mean, <laughs> like. I. I think we're giving it its due, but it is sort of like. Um, well, maybe here. Here's how maybe we can undercut the stereotypes. Yeah. Like. Um, it 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 may be true that um you know women uh you know are more likely to want to watch Downton Abbey than um you know college football right mm-hmm. uh but like so that may just be statistically true if mm-hmm. there's a study out there right um but that doesn't that i think i think what matters here is that like why can't uh we be more as men be more 
open-minded about thinking of Downton Abbey as a fun activity to do with our to do with our partner. You know what I mean? Rather than like looking at that as like, oh, that's like a drag. You know, I really wish I could be off watching. You know, football. Well, um, you know what I was just thinking about? Like one one of my favorite things to do with my wife is um, cooking. Yeah. Which is sort of it feels more like in this the male mode of like we're doing something together even though cooking is like suppose more feminine like if we're if we're making something or we each have our jobs yeah we're in the kitchen together maybe you're drinking and you're like talking yeah if it's not stressful that's really nice yeah um what was the other one that i just oh and then like she likes to watch like um different reality tv shows where like 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 project runway or like something where like the not the ones where people are being mean to each other, but the ones where like someone has to do something. Yeah. And like if I watch, I don't really like watching them, but like if she'll let me make fun of them while she watches them, uh-huh. then like we can hang out together and yeah, laugh yeah. about it. Yeah. What about Game of Thrones? Do Do you guys watch that together? We do, but that's one where like she'll I'll like notice she like gets on her phone a little bit. Oh like really? She's, that's yeah. funny because 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 Sasha loves Game of Thrones uh-huh. too, but um, you know she likes. The like psychological the, like, dynamics between like the behind the scenes like yeah the mothers and sons palace and, intrigue yeah exactly yeah exactly and and it was funny uh, spoiler alert we were watching a couple episodes ago the like giant battle with the dead this is now it's gonna come out like almost two months after okay. that episode all right. well a lot okay. of people you know are gonna spoiler watch alert. it all at once uh, <laughs> uh, bit by bit but um, but uh, we were watching this like epic battle that like literally i think it took them like 59 days to something shoot like that. that yeah and it was like incredibly advanced technology and sasha like the whole time was like i'm so bored <laughs> like that was her response and i but the funny thing is i kind of had to agree with her i was like yeah, yeah it is boring. you don't want to watch it i actually old. do like the same stuff that she likes yeah. which is like the palace intrigue and all you know all all of the like psychological mm-hmm. stuff going yeah. on that that to me is what makes the show good so Anyway, there are some things like Game of Thrones where um, we're totally on the same page. And um, and actually, right now, she's reading um, War and Peace. And uh-huh. what's funny is, I read, it, I read it a while ago when I was in grad school, and um, I was like the typical War and Peace reader who says the, the classic thing, which is, I hated the war scenes and I love the peace scenes. Uh-huh. And the peace scenes are romance. The yeah. peace scenes are like love scenes about yeah. like, you know, people falling in love and also just like the, yeah, like relationships with parents and children and all that stuff. And the the battle scenes I found like incredibly boring mm-hmm. because a lot of them are just like, and then like this military general ran up onto a hill and yeah. like fired a cannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but it's funny, Sasha actually is reading it now and, um, says she really loves the battle scenes huh. which is kind of which is kind of funny um so <laughs> it, it, it wasn't what i was expecting but but anyway there are there are things that i don't want to make it seem like everything that she uh thinks is fun are like things that i think are a drag like yeah. there are obviously plenty of things where like you would be both, married we, yeah. right right we're both into the same things but it, but look but i do think that <clears throat> there's a general dynamic in our relationship <clears throat> and, w- and one that does exist in a lot of my male friends relationships too where there is a there is a dichotomy in in our heads that like fun time is is really like 
the time with your friends. Yeah. And that's that's not cool. <laughs> uh, we're going to end up calling right. this episode Men Are From Mars and Women Are <laughs> From Venus. <laughs> right. I'm going to read the question again okay. to get us like yeah. uh, back to this guy, even though I think we've we've talked a lot about what's... Uh, I think we are speaking to his concerns, but we should... One last thing yeah, 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 I yeah. just want to say. I think, though, that just as uh, men should be more open-minded about like doing activities that like their wives enjoy, yeah. I do think that it would be nice if... And, and to Sasha's credit, like she has expressed... She's at least expressed interest in like learning more about sports so that she could enjoy watching sports. You know what I do? I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. I'm remembering... Since I'm often watching it alone, basketball, um, I will like try and get um, my wife interested in it. And yeah. I do sort of like the way that I do it is by explaining a person's backstory and yeah. I'm making it more psychological, which is interesting to me anyways, obviously, yeah, me I'm a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be like, you know, like if we're watching the Knicks and Mitchell Robinson is playing, I'm like, look at this guy. He's like super tall. He was like a late draft steal. Nobody knew who he was. He skipped college, like, and I just try and like, like, fill her in on his psychology. Like, isn't it amazing? Look at what he's doing, and like, nobody knew he could do this. Right, right. Um, and yeah. Then she gets pretty excited. Yeah. Or like, what was it that you were saying about Jokic um, with Sasha that he like looks? <laughs> he like looks like he's like. Uh, oh, like, just like a like a fetus. I think <laughs> is probably what I said. <laughs> but like, Jokic is like this like sad figure who's like su such an ugly. Looks completely unathletic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I remember Sasha getting like interested. Oh right, because I'm like capable of like um, really beautiful passes. Yeah. And stuff. So you know, I think I think it can go both ways. You know, and 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 you know, to address his specific question. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, at the risk of like getting eye rolls from the people who already think that we're soy boys for doing this <laughs> podcast. Uh, I think, I think like if it's not, first of all, it's like, it shouldn't be off the table that she could come hang out sometimes when they're watching sports. Right. I Should bet it? she'd hate it, but yeah, I think she, yeah, no, I, I, I feel like sometimes that just makes you feel more awkward and alone and estranged from your partner. It's not a bad idea. Like that would be awesome. Especially if like, Maybe there were other girlfriends there who didn't want to like, you know, that you could hang out. But like if you don't like watching sports and you're watching your husband like be a bro or your boyfriend <laughs> with his bros, you're just going to find him unattractive and like be like, what am I doing all right, here? So all right, terrible idea. Cause the <laughs> truth, Because you're right. Because the truth is that like also he's going to end up probably being resentful if, if yeah, she's just sitting either, there like on her phone on the face. whole time checking yeah. like Instagram and like you know, being annoyed and like can't wait till it's over, and that's yeah. gonna like be a buzzkill yeah. for for him and his friends. Yeah. But although maybe she could, well, whatever. Anyway, go on. What were yeah. you thinking? Oh uh, well, uh, hold on. I'm gonna. I want to make sure. I'm just gonna go over his questions again. Yeah. Um. Right. So she thinks that they don't see each other enough even though he sees her every night. How could she possibly say we're not spending enough time together? Um, that's really his question. It's kind of like, what it, what's he supposed to do? Well, so first of all, I think we sort of spoke to how could she say you're not spending enough time together? She's sort of right. Like brushing your teeth next to each other yes. and sleeping, like just because you sleep next to each other yeah, and maybe even have sex, like that's not, like that is a, that's not what she's talking about. Yeah, and, Or... 
again, watching Netflix every night. Right, like that definitely doesn't count. But never talking about like what you thought about the show or like, you know. Netflix is like the equivalent of like eating like potato chips for dinner or something like that. Like there's no relationship nutrition in watching Netflix together. It's like at best neutral, you know. It doesn't make you closer. Probably if you just ate potato chips, you'd like (laughs) die. (laughs) So like if you, right, like your relationship would just wither if you didn't like do other stuff. Yeah. So you can't give it. Um, right. She's talking about, she obviously feels like she wants to have fun with you the way you have fun with your friends. Yes. And that's why she's pissed. I have a strong suspicion that like, if this guy was attentive, like I'm going to make, I'm going to make my girlfriend like feel how much I enjoy being with her. She would not have a problem with you seeing your friends. Correct. Right. Like what she's trying to say is like, you're not giving me enough. Yeah. And it sounds like, yeah, you're, if, if you're like acting joyless at home, but then like preserving your joy time with, with your friends, then yeah. she is also like associating herself with like being a downer, you know, like, and, and, <clears throat> and, and, you know, so, so that's why obviously like he has to put work into figuring out how to be more present. Yeah. With, but I mean, maybe I'm just projecting, but I'm just I'm just assuming that um, it's hard for him because in a lot of relation close intimate relationships, like um, you know, the the woman does want you to talk about real things mm-hmm. and um, and like you know, really like process how you're feeling. And that is just not hard for me or many of my male friends. I mean, not easy for me or many of my male Mm -hmm, friends mm -hmm. because we weren't raised by society to be okay with that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I wonder if that, I mean, again, maybe that's not part of their thing. And like, I don't think every woman is super psychological and demanding about, uh, talking about feelings but i do think i do think like most most uh people as human beings want to be close with their partner yeah and women don't have the same here's where i feel comfortable with the men are from mars women are from venus thing yeah that's women where we are not, women do not have the same pressure to suppress their emotional shit that men yeah. have yeah you're not women aren't called a soy boy or a pussy right. or a faggot if mm-hmm. they uh talk about their feelings yeah they're actually like uh often rewarded for talking about their feelings Mm -hmm. and it's considered it's actually considered feminine to talk about your feelings whereas it's considered not masculine to talk about your feelings so so it is harder for a lot of men yeah it's a real for women that is a real dilemma i guess you know what it's also making me think about which is like how do you do something like okay if this guy is gonna if he's going to not lose this relationship or next relationship or whatever, like how do you like, it's easy for him to like make time to play bas- basketball or see or watch sports or whatever with his friends because that's fun. And so he, he's naturally drawn to it. But like, how do you prioritize something that is not fun and like do it wholeheartedly? Yeah. You know, like, okay, you're not like, he's never going to have it. He's not going to, initiate an emotional conversation because like he doesn't know how to do that we're we're speculating for example or like he's if you don't think it's 
fun or good or needed, you won't do it. Yeah. But you know, it is fun, like going out to eat at like, you know, going and having what, what I, uh, my wife and I call eating adventures, right? Uh-huh. Go to like Sunset Park and like find like a new, you know, Chinese restaurant that you haven't been to before. Yeah. Have a little adventure. Yeah. Taste some fucking food <laughs> that you haven't <laughs> had before. <laughs> have a couple drinks. Talk about like you could talk about anything. Sur- pl- anything, you know, starting with surface level stuff. Yeah. And then you can like ease into talking about like deeper stuff and stuff that's, you know, more difficult to 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 talk about. Like I often think about like um like the 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 times that are most uh, like the the memories that I have that are most poignant from my like adolescence were sleepover parties where mm. at around four a.m. Mm-hmm. after you've talked about all of the surf, you know what's going to happen with the Celtics? <laughs> are they going to trade this dude? Yeah, and then you've talked about like you know the girls you want to hook up with and how you rank them and uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> things that. <laughs> Things that you shouldn't talk about out loud, but you talk about it at a sleepover party. Yeah. And then, and then like maybe at around 4 a.m. when you're exhausted and yeah. like drifting in and out of sleep, but like still have this adrenaline of like having had like such fun, such a great conversation, then you can like open up and talk about, you know, something that you're mm. afraid of or mm-hmm. whatever. Or like, um, I mean, actually, I used to have a real phobia of sleepover parties. I don't mm-hmm. know if I ever told any of my friends, like, I'm scared have. to fall asleep right now or I'm scared, yeah. of, you know, I don't want you to fall asleep because I'm scared. I don't know if I actually ever said that out loud, but but I do remember just, like, you know, I remember talking about, I remember, like, peeling each layer of the onion and by 4 a.m. getting to this much um, more vulnerable mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. with with uh, with my f- male friends. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, some level that could ha- that happens on you know in in any kind of date or or experience you, right. you know you could have so i don't know like it's not like you have to like it's not like it has to be associated with like all right date equals like immediately jump into the thick of like the most intense emotional shit yeah but it's probably going to get there naturally if you're like relaxed and spending time with this person you care about mm-hmm. in a fun like different setting yeah. In your house. If you're just staying in your house and you're like, let's fucking order in Chinese food right. and watch you can't do that. You know, season six of the West <laughs> Wing or whatever, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then that's not going to happen. Yeah. It seems like like the piece that you really do have to, if it's not, I mean, there's just some entropy in relationships, all relationships where you're just sort of like, it would be way easier to stay home. And you have to fight that. If you commit to like, what are ways that I'm going to make this other person feel like I'm thinking about them, I care about them, I'm excited to see them. You sort of like you have to make yourself do that. Yeah. And and I and like your cooking people. thing. I mean, um I have like a weird phobia of cooking. I, I don't know where exactly where it comes from. The phobia and, of cooking? Yeah. I mean I've gotten over it because I have to cook for my kids. Mm-hmm. And you know, especially when my wife works late. Like obviously I have to cook. Yeah. And um and and I've gotten over it because I cook for her. Yeah. Like you know, and but um, but it's not like a thing that comes naturally to me or that I mean, I mean, I'm I'm embarrassed to admit this, but like what comes naturally to me is like grilling some fucking meats <laughs> in the backyard. 
Yeah. Not that I have a backyard, but like, you know, what comes naturally to me is like making burgers, not like making like a delicate sauce. Well, my my on. cooking is is pretty gendered in terms of and I feel like I'm pretty comfortable not doing that, but like I can't I actually am horrible at making salads, but I make like pizza, fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, like just like shit that Yeah. It's like funny is because food. my salad game is off the charts. Really? Right yeah, my salad game is unbelievable. <laughs> What's I've the like, secret? What's I, the secret? It's the secret is like basically copying sweet green by like, <laughs> by like yeah. adding like a grain, throwing yeah. some crunch in there, yeah. some toasted nuts, maybe throwing like, you know, um, uh, something sweet in there to mix things up. My, yeah. my Achilles heel, like the reason I suck at making salads is because I'm really impatient and will not like cut things nicely. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. I'm all, all um, about like finely chopping oh, the, uh, wow. spinach into like small... Small bite-sized pieces, like I hate having a giant leaf. Yeah, I like yeah. I. It, yeah. There's some like psychological block where I won't cut it up right. That's funny. And everything I make, like you don't need to do that. Yeah, some I don't know why, but like somehow I got over my phobia of cooking around. Sa- For some reason, I'm good at salad. This is very pleasing but, uh, to me because oh, I feel you, like of the two of us, you're the bro here. Well, you know what's funny though? Part of the reason why I suck at cooking. Is because the classic thing, I want to use too much flame. Like, that's such a classic <laughs> metaphor for a dude. Like, I want to use too much flame. So I'm always cranking the shit out of the flame. And then Sasha's just like, you're like going to fucking burn it. Like, you're going to burn it. Stop doing that. And I'm like, it takes too long. Like, I hate simmering and sauteing. Like, I hate, mm. like, and obviously mm-hmm. that's the key to good food is yeah. slowly cooking shit. But I hate time, that. And yeah. I always want to rush it. And like, just like, I'm like, ah, like, you know, like. But but yeah, I'm always being told that I'm that I'm using too much yeah. flame. But anyway, the point is, I think cooking could be yeah. if you are gonna stay home. Yeah. Uh, you know, and look, it's harder for you because you live in the country. Yeah. And it's not like there are a million like sweet options around the corner. Right. Like, I actually live on an avenue full of like good restaurants. Yeah. And, um, but you know, but you you have it's to be like a little a ten bit, minute drive. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. But let's say like it's not it's not in the cards to go out. Yeah that night then yeah i mean i think uh i think like cooking a meal that you guys have never cooked like cooked mm-hmm. before yeah picking something out in a cookbook together could could potentially be like a yeah fun, a fun activity. I, and and i i think that detail like it has to be it can't be mundane yeah right um yeah. you have to really show like i think it's this was something i wanted to bring up but forgot like the love languages do you know what your lo- do you know what I'm talking about? I don't about? even know what love lang- language. I'm not going to do it justice. I forget who. I'm going to Google it while we talk. Um, love languages are like this idea. It's a book that this um, I think a therapist wrote, and like a lot of my people mention it because. Um, one sec, I'm looking up love languages. Love languages. The Five Lung Love Languages by Gary Chapman. That's the name of the book. Okay. How to Express Heartfelt Commitment to Your Mate. And basically there are... Oh, I didn't know it was a Christian book. Um, <laughs> also, the word mate kind of threw me <laughs> that, No, that's very Christian right there. <laughs> so here are the five no love languages. No offense to our Christian listeners. Words of affirmation. Okay. Gifts. Acts of service. Quality time. And physical touch. Right? Okay. Most dudes... Many physical touch is their love language. Yep. And then acts of service. I did this for you. Yep. Um, maybe gifts, you know. Yep. Words of affirmation, which I feel like is or just like 
talking like connection, emotional connection yep. and quality time seem like the two that your wife in particular and probably probably many others. Yeah. Um, we actually have been doing this thing that um, uh, we started like a month ago and we haven't done it every night because sometimes we're just lazy and fall asleep, but we try to do it mm-hmm. before going to bed uh, saying one thing that we're grateful to the other person for. That's nice. And, uh, and you know, the truth is that we are in the non-exception uh, of couples who, when they have kids, argue a lot because yeah. having kids is fucking impossible. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and so and and look, the thing I didn't get until I had kids, especially until I had my second kid, yeah. when the responsibility literally doubled. I think it is like more. Yeah. Well, like just that there's there's constant constant stuff that you can fuck up, right? So uh, so like before you have kids, it's like the number of things that you can fuck up are like, basically, yeah. you didn't do the dishes on time. Classic yeah. fuck up. Yeah. You didn't throw away the rotten thing in the fridge that you said you were going to throw away. Classic fuck up. <laughs> you didn't take the trash out. Yeah. It's basically those things. Or uh-huh. you didn't do the laundry on time. Yeah. Now you have all of those things, plus you have way more dishes, plus you have way more laundry because yeah. yeah. of the kids, plus you have way more disgusting food that's rotting in the fridge because of the kids. And plus all these extra chores with all of the kids. And you have all the stuff to do with the kids, putting them to bed, yeah. brushing their teeth. Like I've forgotten to brush his teeth so many times. Oh, to get kid. And uh, so there's all those different things. And then it's like when you're dressing them, like it's even like, oh, uh, I dressed him. But then I forgot like, oh, there's also putting on the shoes and the coat, which <laughs> I, those parts I didn't do. And then uh-huh. we're late because I didn't do those parts. Yeah. But anyway, point is there's a million things that you can fuck up and will fuck up. Because there's just too many things to get and, to, to do all and, of them. And, right. and, and, and yeah. there's less time to do all of them. And yeah. so less time, like anything that was like, would be like a minor fuck up. Yeah. Now, like nobody can fix it. So it feels like a major fuck up. Correct. So, so basically there's a million opportunities to give your partner a hard time when yeah. you have kids. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I just like realized at one point, at a certain point, like about a month ago, I was like, you know, we spend a great deal of our communication mm-hmm. criticizing one another for dropping the ball on mm-hmm. something or other and basically never talk about the things that, you know, we appreciate about each other. Yeah. So and and look, and it's even though I initiated it, it is it is still difficult for me to do because often like I'll be annoyed about something like, oh, you know, my wife yelled at me because I like instead of throwing the diaper in the diaper pail, just like left it like on the floor, which right. was not a good move, but yeah. I just forgot. Yeah. And then I get resentful and I'm like, oh, you think I'm a bad dad? Yeah, Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. Uh, and I don't want to do the gratitude. And by the way, one of the rules that I made pretty pretty early on was like, we can't do a gratitude about like how you did something really nice for the kids. Uh huh. Can't be about the kids. Like yeah. We have to do just something we appreciate about the person that is not related to the kids mm-hmm. because I, mm-hmm. I, I realized it would be way too easy to be like, it was really sweet how you like sung that lullaby to the baby, you know, when she woke up mm-hmm. and it's like, no, nah, we're not doing that one. It's too easy. So, um, but what's been nice is just like it, it, it has, um, like sometimes it'll just be like, I appreciate that you, you know, made this like really delicious dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what I, but but what we actually try to do 
And the more we do it, the more we like almost try to up our game. Yeah. It's like instead of just being like, I appreciate that you made this dinner. Like I'll try to think of like a quality. I'm like, oh, I appreciate that you made this dinner. And like, I like the fact that you cook so slowly. Mm-hmm. I'm always fucking speeding off and yeah. fucking raising the flame level to yeah. max <laughs> max flame. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and I like that you are patient <laughs> and that you like, you know, really want to like nurture those onions along <laughs> so that they become caramelized and delicious rather than fucking burnt like I, <laughs> I, like I make them. And that in general, you're just not in a rush as a person. And yeah. that like you teach me about the importance of slowing down and like I try to yeah. make it about a bigger thing. I like that. And it has been nice. Yeah. I mean, um, and, and very inspiring. And I mean, it's, and, and it's the thing with it that I want to be clear about is that like, it's annoying to do. I, I would yeah. prefer not to do it. Yeah. But obviously every time I do it and every time she does it, we both are glad that we did it. <laughs> But it's not like it's not like the super fun romantic thing where we're like, yay, let's do our gratitudes now. I can't wait. It's like often we're like, you ready to do the fucking gratitudes? <laughs> we're like, God damn it, do we really have to do it tonight? And we're like, ah, oh, let's do it. Let's do it. You know? Sam, yeah. we gotta end soon. Okay. But I, I feel like we're landing in a place which I'm a little bummed about landing, but also <laughs> feel like maybe it is just a, a truth that uh, needs to be named, which is like you know, your romantic relationship is not as fun as your relationship with your friend. <laughs> it's just, it's different. And that the quality time that you're going to have is going to have a different energy. And if you're just relying on like this spontaneous fun that you have with your friends, your relationship will really suffer. Like you have to do these things that you're, we're both talking about. Like you have to be intentional and make it and sort of keep it from slipping into something, you know, neutral and indifferent and you know that you don't you don't really care about yeah and i think and you have to accept that totally and i think the i think the reason why it's not you know capital f fun is because it is close to being your actual life your actual (laughs) life your actual life is not fun true your actual life is fun a minority of this the time. This is the person you're sharing. You're literally yes. sharing your life with this person. Yeah, exactly. It's not fun. Exactly. So your own life is not fun. So like, how could you expect that like somehow it would be fun just because you're this in a relationship? It's getting darker and darker. But look, look, let's be real. Your own life is it's not true. that fun. No, Most really of true. your life is filled with chores and responsibilities yeah. and, um, and, and, and doing things that are uh, like often like taxing or difficult. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's what makes fun shit fun. Yeah. Like the times, the times where I've had like nothing to do, um, like, like I've, when I was younger and like had more flexibility, like going on a backpacking trip mm-hmm. somewhere, like I, I actually like quickly felt aimless and like kind of depressed in those times where I had like all day to just do fun shit. Part mm-hmm. of what makes something fun is like the separation between like, oh, now I'm, now I'm doing something that is out of my routine. Now I'm doing something that is not, uh, you know, part of the the, ne- the necessities in life. Kids are really good for that. Yeah, and so, but but yes, you have to. It, it has to be. It, it's it's not as um, automatic. Yeah. With your partner as it can be with your friends, I think. Yeah. You know, so. But accept that. Yeah, yeah, accept that, and just now, and, yeah. now do the actual hard thing, which which is which is do the work and 
go on a date even when you're feeling lazy mm-hmm. and cook something different even when you're feeling lazy and want to fucking nuke the chicken fingers again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never nuke the chicken fingers. <laughs> um, anyway, all right. Yeah. Should we wrap up? We should, yeah. Um, so over the past week since we've talked, um, has there been anything that you've read, seen, heard that made an impression on you um, that you've been thinking about? Um, I'm in the middle of Andre Agassi's autobiography uh-huh. and I really like it so far. I highly recommend it. Um, he's a pretty, I don't like tennis. A client, uh, recommended it to me who loves tennis. Um, and she made a compelling case for it, but I think it's just like, um, one of the things that I like about it is I, kn- I knew very little about his career, but like the psychological struggle that he went through one, like the amount of failure and sort of like inability despite like immense talent to like get himself over the line to becoming like a real champion yeah, was like um, kind of striking to read about and, and sort of reassuring. Like we idealize these people, but like what it takes to like, really push yourself to get where you need to be um was pretty cool to read about and also like his severe hatred of tennis is very compelling to read about how this guy who just like hates this sport and never wanted to play like a solo sport always wanted to be a part of a team and like kind of sabotaged himself because of his hatred and his relationship with his father who insisted that he do this um and how he worked through that to become like an amazing tennis player. Yeah, that's funny. It reminds me, um, Avi likes to tease me about my uh, obsession with David Goggins, who's this <laughs> ultra marathoner um, in general, like fitness guru who wrote this best selling book. Uh, I think it's called Can't Hurt Me. <laughs> and, <laughs> Sounds um, on brand, very yeah, on brand. Yeah, and, uh, but he always talks about like, like he's, he's like a, one of the best ultra marathoners ever. Like mm-hmm. he runs regularly runs like hundred mile races. Yeah. And he always says like, I hate running. He's yeah. like, you think I like running? No, running sucks. I yeah. hate doing this. Yeah. But, but anyway, I want to say one other thing, which, um, uh, is that I've been doing embarking on this project of, uh, actually trying to read books by like classics by women. Yeah. Or about women. And the reason why I did this is because I I realized, like, so I teach fiction writing, too, and, like, sometimes when I have to, like, put together my syllabi, like, I'll just go for my favorite writers. And, like, my favorite writers are, like, pretty bro-y. Like, I love Philip Roth. I mean, he's not bro-y, but he's obviously a pretty controversial writer who a lot of people think is a misogynist. Yeah. uh, but like he's my favorite writer and like you know I, I realized that like instinctually I always build syllabi around my favorite writers who are all men mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like um, and I, I finally was like I have to force myself to stop just reaching for books by men I like books by men because they're comforting because they're about my experience yeah, like, yeah. especially Roth like he writes a lot about being Jewish and about anxiety yeah. and about you know I relate to that shit. That's yeah. what I don't read it because I'm like I only want to read men. Right. I read it because I relate to that shit. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I but I realize that like 
like what a bizarre thing that I'm like depriving myself of like reading all of these great books just because I'm like resistant to reading about stuff that's like mm-hmm. not directly related to my shit. So I start so anyway, I, I, I recently read Jane Eyre, which I really liked. Now I'm reading Wuthering Heights, uh-huh. which I do not like. No? But uh but I'm gonna power through and, and finish it. It's it's a little over the top to me. And part of why I don't like it is like the main character is just like this like total asshole man who's just like a, a psychotically bad guy yeah at least for now maybe yeah. he turns out to be a pretty good guy yeah, yeah yeah but it's just not as interesting to me as reading about jane Eyre, which is about this like really unconventional like really brilliant strange woman right. who like charts her own path in life which i loved reading but i, I hope this will become like a recurring feature <laughs> and keep us updated got a long list yeah yeah but but i w- and i will admit i'm i th- like at night when i'm tired uh it's and I can choose between reading Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, <laughs> which I have on my Kindle, <laughs> and Weathering Heights. I will often like read something like Can't Hurt Me, yeah. which uh, which is why it's taking me so freaking long <laughs> to read Weathering Heights. But I'm gonna I'm gonna finish. That's like a perfect uh, metaphor for this dude exactly. and his relationship problems. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> totally. Thanks for joining us, everybody. As always, you can email us your advice questions at heymanpod at gmail.com. Better yet, shoot us a voicemail at 917-426-4326. We're also on Instagram and Twitter, and we're at heymanpod on both of those platforms. And finally, uh, we would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to our podcast on whatever service you're using. And if you're really feeling up to it, leave us a quick five-star review. Thanks. Sorry, yeah, that, was, sweet. that was tongue-twisted, but whatever. You know what? Sometimes I think it's fine to leave tongue-twisted. Yeah, I think that's fine. Um, okay. You want to do it one more time? You want to switch it up? You want to you, you just sure. keep doing it this way? Sure.